0: The leader of Hamas, Ismail Haniyeh, has arrived in Cairo. Hamas has said that it won't negotiate an exchange of prisoners as long as the Israeli military operation continues in Gaza. But Israel has indicated that it's willing to agree to another pause in fighting in exchange for more hostages. Meanwhile, for the second time, the UN is delaying a vote on a resolution calling for a cessation in fighting in the Gaza Strip. Language in the resolution still stands in the way, uh, with the UN having to compromise uh, for a suspension of hostilities. That's uh, watered down from the original Stronger Call for a ceasefire, uh, which was in the original draft. The US has vetoed the previous resolutions. Here's the White House National Security Spokesperson, John Kirby. Don't have... Uh, an update for you on the progress of talks to try to get another humanitarian pause in place so that we can get hostages out. We continue to work this literally by the hour. We don't support a permanent ceasefire at this time. It would simply validate what Hamas did on the 7th of October. It would leave them in power in Gaza, which is unacceptable to us and to our Israeli friends. Uh, And of course, it would give them uh, a, a much longer timeline to prepare and plan additional attacks. We do support smaller, more localized, more targeted humanitarian pauses to get hostages out and to get more aid in. Well, Let's go live now to Gershon Baskin, a Middle East Director of International Communities uh, Organisation. Um, can I just p- uh, bring up that point about the UN um, resolution and this the change of wording? Do you think that, obviously the problem has been in the past for them trying to get a resolution passed, was that the US has blocked it. Do you think this change of the wording is going to work um, from, uh, from the actual sort of term, the terms of a ceasefire to uh, a suspension of hostilities?
1: Well, it might work. It might uh, lead to the United States abstaining on the resolution rather than videoing it or even supporting it. it. Nonetheless, I don't think it would have much impact on the reality on the ground. Israel is not going to end the war or or suspend the war until its war goals are met which is dismantling Hamas's ability to continue to rule the Gaza strip after this war is over so with a un resolution or without a un resolution the major issue of consideration right now is the hostages and the ability to bring out more hostages and in exchange for that israel is apparently willing to suspend the war for a period maybe even an extended period of up to 2 weeks as the as we have been led to believe this morning in the in the local press.
0: Right, yeah, this is also we're hearing from the, the President Isaac Herzog yesterday saying that they were ready for another pause. Do you think that's because of the amount of international pressure there has been in the last few days?
1: No, I think it's actually much more a result of the local pressure of the families of the hostages on the government to bring more of the hostages home. I think that the psychological warfare of Islamic Jihad and Hamas is working on Israeli society. We have now seen five senior citizens, people well into their 70s and 80s, being shown in Hamas and Islamic Jihad videos over the days and people are worried about their loved ones and there's increased pressure from within the society on the government to do more to bring the hostages home.
0: Well, particularly I suppose also because of those three who were killed mistakenly by IDF uh, soldiers. Definitely. Yeah, Um you, you wrote the other day uh, in a blog about this that uh, new agreements between the parties must be based on a complete lack of trust between them. It's an interesting sentence that. Just explain what you mean by it in terms of, I suppose, in terms of a bigger deal that we're talking about here, rather than just uh, the pause in the fighting for humanitarian reasons.
1: Right, we have 30 years history of negotiations between Israelis and Palestinians it was based on the naive belief That if we get to know each other, we work together, we would build trust that would enable us to negotiate the sensitive issues such as Palestinian statehood, borders, refugees, Jerusalem, when in fact what happened was the exact opposite. The Israelis and the Palestinians signed six agreements and then substantively breached every single one of those agreements. So rather than building trust, we built increasing distrust. And what I suggest, in order to give Israelis and Palestinians more confidence that we can do this better, let's enter the process with the belief that we don't trust the other side. In fact, we believe that they have no intention of implementing what they agree to. So let's build into the agreements mechanisms that will monitor and verify compliance of the agreements and benchmark them so that we can pause between phases before moving on and taking additional risks until we know that the other side has, in fact, implemented what they obligated themselves to do
0: okay and just really briefly you were involved in the negotiations between Israel and Hamas weren't you when it came to the release of the IDF sh- soldier Gilad Shalit a lot a huge number uh, of prisoners Palestinian prisoners were exchanged uh, for that soldier in terms of at the moment they seem to be talking about uh, the sort of the more the frail uh, the more frail uh, prisoners uh, hostages sorry uh, and the women uh, that they, they're talking about the release in the most immediate phase when it comes to the release of the, the, the Israeli soldiers THAT THEY HAVE. ARE are YOU going EXPECTING SIMILAR NUMBERS of, OF PALESTINIAN PRISONERS TO BE RELEASED?
1: YEAH, EVEN NOW IN THIS DEAL, IF THERE WILL BE A DEAL, ISRAEL WILL BE REQUIRED TO RELEASE A SIGNIFICANT NUMBER OF PRISONERS. AND IF HAMAS IS GOING TO DEMAND THAT THERE BE A PARALLEL RELEASE OF ELDERLY PRISONERS FROM ISRAEL, WE'RE TALKING ABOUT PEOPLE WHO HAVE BEEN IN PRISON FOR 20, 25, 30 YEARS. And they're sitting so long in prison because they have murdered Israelis, so it's going to be a very difficult deal. If Israel wants to return all the hostages, the likely deal that would work with Hamas is a release of all the Palestinian prisoners in Israel, which today numbers more than 7,600 people.
0: OK, well, thank you so much for talking to us, so Gershon Baskin there, Middle Director of International Communities Organisation. Let's go live now to Jerusalem and we can speak to our correspondent Yolan Nell. And as we were just saying there, it does sound like Israel is, is considering a, a, a pause imminently, aren't they, in terms of an exchange of hostages for, for prisoners?
2: So we've definitely seen uh, talks really moving forward in the past day. And now we have a confirmation from Hamas that its leader Ismail Haniyeh has arrived in Cairo where he's expected to meet the intelligence chief. And both Egypt and Qatar have served this role as key mediators in deals in the past. Uh, we've had the messaging from the Israeli president saying to ambassadors of many countries meeting him yesterday that his country was ready for a new humanitarian pause In the fighting, we had the Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu meeting a select group of hostage families last night, saying that uh, bringing the hostages home remains a number one priority. And then, on top of that, you know, adding to uh, the domestic pressure, we've had these two videos in recent days released by first Hamas showing three older men in captivity and then Islamic Jihad, two men um, that they are continuing to hold, they say. Um, Now, that all adds to the public pressure on uh, Mr. Netanyahu and his war cabinet uh, to switch priorities a little at this stage where there's been very intense fighting and look to bringing more of those hostages home.